Bless you, my brother. All right, let's open up our Bibles. We're going to be turning over to the book of Luke, chapter number 7. And uh, what I'm going to do for the next few minutes, I just want to exhort you a little bit concerning the subject that uh, the moderator of the meeting and uh, the young lady sung about, the moderator of the meeting uh, spoke a few words about. And uh, I want to just take just a few more minutes on that subject uh, here in the scriptures of Luke chapter number 7 and verse number 41 is where I'm going to be reading from. Luke chapter 7 and verse number 41. Amen. If you found your place, say, I'm there. Man, there ain't but four of you there. I'll give you more time. Luke chapter 7 in verse number 41. Amen. That's in your New Testament. Amen. Matthew and Mark. And then, then there it is. Amen. Chapter number 7 and verse number 41. Amen. Let's look what the Bible says. And there was a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed 500 pence and the other 50. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. God the Lord Jesus has presented him this picture and he has gave the correct answer. He asked him concerning uh, the one that had been forgiven the most. But he asked this question and I'm interested in verse number 42 where God the Lord Jesus, it's in red letters in my Bible. I don't know if it's in black or red in yours. But even if it's black letters, it is still what the Lord Jesus said uh, out of his very lips. And he said, which of them will love him most? And I want to preach for just a few minutes or exhort just a few minutes and a very few minutes. I'm interested in hearing Brother Davis preach. Amen. I, I want to take a thought just for a moment uh, on whom loves me most. Whom loves me most? Jesus asking the question, who is it? Maybe even perhaps in this sanctuary. Who is it that loves me most? Let's pray and you can be seated. Father, we love you. Thank you so much for loving us and letting us come again to the uh, great faith Baptist camp. And I pray, God, that you'd please take my body, my abilities, Lord, my mouth, my lips, my mind, uh, my voice, my breath. God, use me, God, this morning uh, to help you people. I pray, God, that you'd help me preach an hour message in 15 minutes. And God, will thank you and praise you for it. Help the people, Lord, open up their hearts how to receive the word of God. And we'll thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Uh, amen. I am interested in this question from the Lord. Uh, and he's asking Asking, who is it that loves me the most? Uh, amen. I remember when I got saved, uh, 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 it was 32 and a half years ago. Uh, uh, God dealt with me and saved me. Uh, I was raised in a very uh, uh, wicked home. My dad was a drunk, uh, uh, a moonshine maker, uh, uh, tr in trouble with the law all the time. Uh, and I remember growing up that way. Uh, and uh, I was turning out to be just 
like my daddy. Now you look at me now, amen, and I am what I am by the grace of God, but you probably don't picture me as being that type of person, but that's what I was and was was becoming just like my daddy. But God, in his mercy and his grace, amen, came to where I was. I was not in church. I was not looking for God. I was not reading a Bible. I didn't have a gospel track, but God came to where I was and he dealt with me and showed me that I was lost. Amen. And I got gloriously, wonderfully, miraculously, awesomely, tremendously saved. Amen. And everything changed and it was different. Amen. I wanted to show God that I loved him. I wanted to show God that I was thankful for what God had done for me. But I'll be honest with you, Brother Randy, I didn't know how to show him. I didn't know what I was to do. I had a thankful heart. I had a desire to show him. I knew how to show others that I cared about them, but I really didn't understand or didn't really know how I could show an outward expression of what was on the inside in my heart. I remember meeting a man named Sammy Allen many years ago, and I remember meeting him in a tent meeting. He preached unlike anybody I'd ever heard, and he kept referring to me that it's yet to be seen what a what a man if he would give God every bit of him what God would do with him brother Allen kept saying to me there's no tellings he'd say there's no tellings what God would do with you young man if you'd just give him every bit of you now why he had come to me I had no idea 200, 250 people in an old tent and brother Allen made his way back to the back and looked me in the face and said it over and over he'd leave for a while he'd preach a few minutes he'd come back and he'd get in my face and he'd say there's no tellings young man there's no tellings it was almost like he could read the heart that I had that he knew somehow some way that I wanted to show God how much I loved him and thanked him and appreciated what God had done in my life amen and so sure enough I said I've got to find this place called Faith Baptist Camp I remember Lynn and I drove by and we seen it we pulled in and at that time this place was so packed out you couldn't hardly get in the building I remember we tried to make our way in the back and even the vestibule area was so packed that I was looking over men's shoulders and around their heads trying to look in the choir was up and it was packed and they were singing and people were running and shouting and worshiping God and somebody was running with the flowers amen they'd got the flowers and they was running and man there was an eruption like a volcano eruption amen of worship in this place and something on the inside amen whispered to me I was already saved God on the inside amen he said this to me those that love me most worship me most did you hear me I'd had Brother Buster Seaton. He was uh, 
evangelist for me in the springtime. Brother Allen always preached for me in the in November. Brother Blue would always preach our missions conference. Uh, uh, but Brother Buster Seaton was my spring preacher. Uh, and I remember when he came, uh, he said, uh, uh, Brother Frazier, uh, we finished out the meeting on Friday night. Uh, and he said, Brother Frazier, I want you to go down uh, uh, to Brother Allen's church with me. Uh, he said, uh, he's got me preaching a Saturday night meeting. Uh, and he said, would you go down with me? And I said, sure. Uh, I've never been to Brother Allen's church. Of course, it was the, uh, the building that it is now. It was the small building. Uh, and I remember uh, we came in and, and uh, Brother uh, Buster had told me, he said, if you're gonna, if you're gonna come and, and find a place, you're gonna have to come early. Uh, and so sure enough, we left early to get there. Uh, and, uh, but when we got there, we couldn't hardly get in. Uh, it was so packed out. Uh, I remember sitting in the pews and the pews were so close uh, to get the people in. Uh, that, uh, and I'm not a big man, but my knees were touching the pew in front of me. Uh, and I remember getting in there. The choir started singing an eruption, uh, just like here. Uh, I was taking place at Concord. Man, they were shouting and worshiping God. And there was uh, young men coming out of the choir, uh, jumping off the stage uh, and praising and worshiping God. And Brother Buster never got to preach because there was this guy named Randy Sutherland. Randy, you was, you was worshiping him, weeping and crying. It wasn't just him. There was a couple of other young men. And they ran and shouted and worshiped and cried until it looked like they had jumped in a swimming pool. Their shirts were untucked and water was dripping from their hair and face. And they'd worship God with everything that they had. Brother Buster, I was sitting over there with him in an old metal chair. And Brother Buster, amen, would look over at me and tears would run down his face. And he'd say, amen, those that love God will worship God. I'm not going to take a long time this morning uh, excited about hearing uh, the next preacher. Uh, amen. But I want to say to you, uh, amen, uh, God, amen, makes it clear in these scriptures that those that love him most worship him most. You say, preacher, I don't know where you're seeing that at. Well, let's look at it. When he said, uh, thou hast rightly judged, uh, he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, seest thou this woman? He's, as, he's asking a question. Do you see this woman here? He's just asking him, who is it that loves uh, uh, the one that has forgiven most? Uh, and he turns and looks at this woman uh, and turns back to Simon and says, uh, amen, uh, uh, seest thou this woman? Uh, here's your example, Simon. Uh, here is your example. Uh, hey, listen to me. If you want an example uh, of worship, uh, he says, look here at this woman. So I figured if God thought enough about her, amen, uh, to point her out in the scriptures, I ought to talk about her for uh, the next four minutes. Uh, amen, look in the scriptures with me. Uh, in verse number 36, uh, one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. Uh, and he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, uh, I remember Buster Seaton said, that means looky, looky. Uh, amen, looky, looky. Uh, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, uh, when she knew that Jesus said it, meeting the 
Pharisee's house, I brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him, weeping, and began to wash his feet with tears and then wiped them with her hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Number one, I'd say, hey man, if you're gonna really show God that you love him most, hey man, you'll be present where he is. Hey man, I'm gonna say this to you. Hey man, you can pray good at home. You can read your Bible. I'll be honest, I'm probably reading my Bible better at home than I can at church. I don't know if nobody's gonna get upset about that or not. Hey man, at home I've got a desk and at home I've got a special light and at home I've got a thing that tilts it to me and at home, I, hey man, I've got stronger glasses and at home I don't have anybody talking and I don't have anything going on and I can probably read my Bible better at home than I can at church. Hey man, I can get in some good prayer time. Hey man, I'm back at the house but if you'll never worship God, hey man, like you can at church. This woman came to where he was. Number one, if you really want to show God how much you love him, amen, go to church. Amen, not forsaking the assembling ourselves together. Be present, amen, when church time comes. Amazing to me how many excuses we've got in this hour. Oh, I don't feel good, preacher, I'm not coming. Brother, Brother Davis, if I, if I didn't go to church every time I didn't feel good, I don't think I would have ever went to church in my entire life. I don't go to church just when I feel good. I don't ever feel good. I hurt, my knees hurt, my legs hurt. Hey man, I, I, my head hurts, my hair's falling out, I've got wrinkles. Hey man, I, 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 I don't never feel good. I go to church because that's where he's gonna be. Amen. I go to church, amen, because I felt his presence there. And Brother Allen, the first year he came, he came to Victory Baptist Church and he got up and he started preaching and the, and the choir at our church, man, I mean, they blew out and men ran outside and Brother Allen said, don't worry, they'll be, they'll be back. He said, I said, okay, amen. And I, we sat there and waited on them to come back but they didn't come back hey man and I called up some more men and they got in the choir and we started to try to sing again and God exploded in the building and they ran out and everybody was shouting and running and the flags were gone and I looked over and it was just me and Brother Allen and some kids and some ladies left Brother Allen said they'll be back and he preached for about an hour he said I don't think they're coming back Brother Ellis, they was on the roof. You could hear them running on the roof. Brother Ellis might have even been there that night. They was running on the roof. Brother Allen stopped preaching and said, I believe they're on the roof. Man, they was worshiping and God showed up and Brother Allen, every year when he'd come, he said, I believe you're still in the spirit of revival. I believe you're still in the spirit of revival. He'd bring up Brother Randy with him. He'd bring up others. Hey man, we'd still be in the spirit of revival. You know what we did? Hey man, we got out of the box and we worshiped God. Hey man, I'm sorry. Hey man, you gotta be present. You know what she did? She planned it. She planned it in advance. She's going to do it on purpose. Hey man, she's going to come and she's going to worship whether anybody else does or not. 
I remember one time my wife, on her way to church, she started crying in the car. I said, honey, what's wrong? She said, when I get there, I'm going to worship God. Tears dripping down her face. I said, good, honey, that's good. And we went on down the road. She said, no, you don't understand. I'm going to worship God. I said, that's good, honey. I'm, I'm glad I want you to. And she said, yo, you don't understand. And I pulled into the church parking lot. She got out. And I went on in the church. And another man went in on there with me. We were talking. It come time for church. Nobody showed up. Everybody was outside. I went and opened the door. Amen. A hundred people standing out by the road, weeping and crying, singing amazing grace. Amen. Shouting. Amen. One thirty came. And they're still praising God. That's not normal. That's outside of the box. Amen. The phrase tells us to do something. Our little phrase we use, it's out of the box. Amen means it's not normal. It's not usual. It's exceptional. It's something different. Amen. And the average person goes to church. Amen. Three songs in a choir. Take up the offering. Two special songs. Preacher gets up, preaches, goes home. Amen. And nothing happens. But she planned it. She said, I'm going to come and I'm going to bring an alabaster box. Amen. She brought it. Amen. Another place says she broke it. Amen. Somebody in a commentary said it must have been a bottle. She must have broke the seal and poured it out. No, no, no. She broke the box. She gave him all of it. She didn't give him a little drop and put the lid back on. She broke the box. She got out of the norm. She got out of the hey, uh, the ordinary. She came on purpose to worship her God. You say, preacher, she ain't even saved yet. And that's exactly right. She's come to worship God, amen, by faith, believing he's gonna do it. Amen, it was precious. Very, very precious ointment. Amen. It was prideless. According to the Bible, she came around from behind him and she began to wash his feet. In order to wash his feet, amen, she would have had to got down real low. I should have been right down there on the floor. Amen. She'd have had to have been right there. Can you even imagine? Amen. She's, had, she's got God's foot. She's got God's foot. Amen. So close that she can kiss it. She's got God's feet. Amen. So close that she can take her hair and wipe it and she was worried about what Simon the Pharisee was thinking. No, she didn't care. Amen, what anybody was thinking. Because she done got out of the box. And she loved God, listen, more than anybody in that room. Nobody in that house loved God like she did. Amen. I'm looking here in the scriptures. She was prideless. It was passionate, weeping and kissing and anointing. Amen. And it sure was prosperous. Amen. I see that God, amen, comes to her and says, thy sins are forgiven. How to say this, and I'm going to step down. How to say this, amen, how you worship God shows how much you really love God. And I know that might hurt Better wake up. I know that might have hurt your feelings a little bit. Well, you don't understand, Brother Fry. I'm worshiping him on the inside. She didn't worship him on the inside. The one that God, amen, the one that God, amen, is excited about the worship that she did. Amen. You know what it says in another place when his head was anointed? Amen. Brother, Brother Davis, he said that wherever the gospel is preached, I want this mentioned what she just did. I preach the gospel a lot of places, Brother Sutherland, 
But I don't always mention what she did. But if you're going to preach the gospel, if you're going to go tell somebody about the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, God said, hey man, you make sure now how you put in here what she did. She loved me. How long has it been since you got out of the box? How long have you ever got out of the box? You say, well, I'm just shy. No, that's pride. That's not shy. That's pride. A person that says they're shy, they're just so prideful that they don't want somebody else to see them do something that might embarrass them. That's called pride. It's not shy. It's pride. They're very, very, a person that just is so backwards and shy. They're so prideful. Uh, they wouldn't want, you know what? She didn't care, right? She didn't care if anybody seen her. Uh, oh my, I won in one case. Uh, I won saying, uh, oh, what a waste. Uh, we could have sold this for 300 pence. Uh, we could have given it to the poor. Yeah, Judas, yeah. We know what you're thinking. Uh, Simon's over there saying, well, if he just knew who this was. Uh, hey, yeah, we know what you're thinking. Uh, hey, ma'am, but what was she thinking? All she was thinking was, is I love him more than anybody. And you know what I did uh, all those years ago? Uh, hey man, I had something on the inside, something on the inside, uh, something in my heart uh, was wanting to show him that I loved him more than just an average. Uh, I was more thankful uh, than just okay. Thank you, Lord. Hey man, but I wanted to show him. Uh, hey man, and God, God wants you to get out of the box. He wants you. You know what you ought to do Sunday? Uh, hey man, you know what you ought to do? You ought to do it on purpose now. Go ahead and plan it. He said, ain't real if you plan it. Well, then talk to her. The one that God has given you illustration, she went and bought an alabaster box. Don't tell me she didn't plan it. Well, I'm only going to do it if it's Spontaneous. I remember I was sitting over here years ago when the place was packed out. Hey, man, and man, it was on. I, I, no doubt Brother Sullen was running. I, hey, man, Brother Ellis was probably embarrassing himself. I, hey, man, I seen men. Hey, man, they're shouting and praying. And one man beside of me, he said, boy, if God would just tell me to, I'd run. And another preacher I brought with me, he said, God don't have to tell me. And he took off and went and took him alive. Does God got to tell you to tell him that you love him? I am trying to quit. I said I was going to be quick, didn't I? But listen to this. Better hear this. My wife, when she tells me she loves me, I like it. But if I have to tell her to tell me that she loves me, something's wrong. If I've got to go say, honey, tell me you love me, something ain't right with that. Preston, that ain't going to work. It's got to be that she wants to do it from their heart. You know what you ought to do, Sunday? You want your church, hey, you want your church to be on fire for God? You want to be in the spirit of revival? Hey, you want to have God all over the building? Hey, listen to me. It don't take, it, if, if, if you go to a church that has 100 people, all 100 of them don't have to do it. There's just one right here in this room. God never got over it. Are y'all listening? God wrote it down in the book. God never got over it. Amen. There was a woman and she came and loved him more than anybody else. I'm going to ask you a question this morning. How much do you love him? Amen, preacher. 
How long has it been since you came to church with the I can't help it? How long has it been when you entered into the house of God, his presence was so real that you couldn't hardly breathe and you took short, choppy breaths? I believe when she got down by his feet and she looked at his foot, knowing in her mind that that was the very foot of God, she anointed him. She broke the box and she put it on his feet. She began to wipe his feet and tears began to drip. And she began to wash his feet, wiping it. Brought her hair around, began to wipe his feet with her hair. And God liked it. Amen. Amen. 